Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks in the world who are on a mission to obtain freedom. What is freedom? We're about to find out. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited entrepreneur who has been chasing freedom her entire life. Beside me is my co-host, Jackie Asel, the anchor who keeps me grounded. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome back to the 19th episode of Clock Out Vicarious Life. Today, as always, I'm excited as all get up because I have an amazing guest. And today we are going to chat with Melissa Reynolds. She is a luxury branding and portrait photographer, a mom of five. That's right. I said five a wife, a purpose-driven, emotion-feeler, lover of life. And that last little tidbit, she did tell me exactly how she wanted me to say that, and it's very accurate for what I know of her thus far in life. Um, Melissa and I have taken a couple little jaunts here and there, up and down the path to to discuss life and philosophy. I've taken a little class from her. Um, She is more than just a photographer. She is like a very in-depth philosophical human, and I can't wait to get inside that mind today. Um, And I just want to describe her appearance, too. For those of you, because I'm not a video podcast person, she has got the biggest smile, like, and always wears this bright red lipstick and is not, like, she is unapologetic in all things human. I just love Melissa. I'm so excited. Hello, and welcome to the show. Ah, thank you. That was a lovely intro. Thank you. I I, I tried, and And I told her before, I'm like, don't make eye contact with me. I'm doing my intro. (laughs) And I got ready for you today. Yes, I I see that. I put my uncombed hair slicked back. Thank you, the Kardashians, for teaching me this, even though I don't follow them. (laughs) I just see the hair. I'm like, ooh, that works good for greasy, unwashed hair. Yeah, yeah, you're not a dry shampooer. You actually just try to make it sophisticated looking yeah I just try to make it look sophisticated and pretty much when you put in the gold hoops and the red lipstick done the unkept greasy hair really works yeah oh I get it see I get yelled at all the time by my assistant because I just slap on my the hippie beanie and she's like oh my god she's like are you gonna try like I am trying I'm out of bed I brushed my teeth I got a bra on today I'm like a total hippie free spirit so I feel you I feel (laughs) you (laughs) <laughs> I love it. We both have like our, our our systems for, you know, feeling good. Yeah. And not having to put in a ton of effort. Oh my god. I <laughs> so speaking of make I have been experimenting with no makeup lately. I love that. Yes. I'm like, man, because I went out in public and had I think I was sick or something, and then I got done being sick. I'm like, man, my skin is so clear. Oh, it's because I haven't been wearing makeup for the last like two weeks. And then we went, um, I think it was when we went to Costa Rica. And then again, no makeup because it just falls off your face because of humidity. And I came back and I'm like, man, this is great. And I had so many comments. People were like, you look so tired. You look so, because they're not used to seeing me this way. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, if I never would have worn makeup, people would just be like, oh, you don't look tired. You just look like you. And I thought, I like me. I like me. I like my wrinkles. I like my little age spots. Damn it. I'm going without makeup. And I am on like a month now without, (laughs) except for the day I had to go get pictures taken in your studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was terrible. I was so excited to see you guys, you and Jen. I was like, do you guys need cookies? Do you I need know. water? Sparkling no. water? Anything? Yes. I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Yeah. It to was see that shoot. It was <laughs> super fun. And for the listeners out there, um, Alyssa was kind enough to let 
Jen DeLong, one of my dear friends, and another, she's uh, episode one on this podcast, if you care to, to tune in, she let us use her studio so that we could do my rebranding photos, which is amazing because that's kind of what we're talking about with you today. Mm-hmm. You are currently a luxury branding and portrait photographer, but you kind of got your start in a different area of photography. Give me a little bit, and by the way, like, Melissa has got the most emotional, experience-based photos. Like, you don't see them, you feel them. It's, I, I, we're going to give you um, the, the website so you can check out her portfolio, but it's phenomenal. Um, tell me about your photography career. How long you been at it? Where'd you get your start, etc. Oh, my gosh. You guys are going to be here for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually just telling um, Cassidy Leary, if you mm. haven't met her, mm-hmm. um, Today, I was like, it's my 15th year in business. Shut up. 15th year. 15? Yeah. I'm the old person in town now. Like, not old person, but I'm like... The most experienced. I'm like, who's the guy on Lord of the Rings, the old wizard? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Gamble... Gandalf. Gandalf. I was going to say Dumbledore. Yeah, that's Harry Potter. I have so much wisdom around this. (laughs) You do. I'm like, I I was there when there was film. I was there in the transition of the five megabyte image and the... (laughs) the 10 pixels <laughs> all oh of gosh. that um but yeah it you know it's been interesting because um you know you just don't see yourself as the person who's been here the longest mm. and not that I'm saying I've been here the longest yeah. oh no I've just seen a lot of photographers come and go mm-hmm. and not like a bad thing right um pe- some people have moved on to other careers some people have moved out of town mm-hmm. and um some people have lost their passion for it too and right. gotten burned out and then I'm like what makes you stay yeah you know what makes you want to build a career and and this is the best um I guess analogy I can think of is I just envision myself as this super old woman with all these wrinkles uh-huh with a camera in my hands, just like empowering people to feel beautiful and powerful and, you know, whatever they need from that experience. And I just think of myself 90 years old doing it to a point, you know, like I want, I have other things on my, on my list. It's not the end game of being a photographer, but I think what resonates with me when I envision that is I'm full of life Mm. when I'm super old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and I, I don't know how to say this. I am not a photographer, but watching other photographers just experience people and their what they're going through, their reasoning for getting a photo shoot. Maybe it's the the uh, sheer joy and beauty of a new ch- newborn child. Maybe it's a wedding and like all of the love and support. Surround. But you get to be there during that experience to feel all of theirs. But really, you're giving that back to them through your work. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's interesting when you break down the genres of photography and even just photographers. Like I had someone the other day message me from college. He was getting married and he's like, what, what do photographers cost? And, you know, do you know any wedding photographers? Do you do weddings and stuff like that? And he was asking me these questions that he kind of wanted like a blank statement. Mm. Like it's going to be X, Y, Z. I was like, we're all different. I was like, some people charge five hundred, some people charge fifteen thousand for a wedding. Yeah, and he's like, well, what's normal? I was like, there is no normal. Yeah. It all just depends on who you connect with and who you want to be there on your day. Yeah, 
So how do photographers, I mean, how do, what's the gist of, you know, real estate, people are like, yeah, the standard, even though we're not allowed to have a standard, is whatever amount yeah. for commission, and that pretty much everybody follows that. But in photography, is it your 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 time? Is it your experience? <laughs> is it, I mean, like, how do you guys come up with it? That's a really good question. Um, when I first started, you know, I went to college for photography, mm. Northwestern. Um, in Powell, Wyoming. Mm. I love my professors. I still have their phone numbers and I still talk to them. Wow. <laughs> well, basis. you were, in fact, the favorite of the secretary in mm. your high school as well. So, a class pet. Class <laughs> pet. <laughs> um, I think I just resonate with uh, people older than me and yeah. people really younger than me. Like, I could play with a five year old all day. Old soul. That's yes. just, <laughs> you're just an old soul. Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny because. You go to photo school, or at least my experience was, which is so different from everyone now. Everyone just learns online. And I realized um, I knew nothing about business. Mm, and that's, so that's normal. my tactic starting out, which people can probably resonate with still today, is I would type an email to the photographer in town I thought I was closely matched with. And I'd say, hey, I'm looking for a photo shoot. Can I have your pricing? Oh. And they'd send it. And then oh. I'd be like, okay, I'm charging $10 less. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> That sounds about mm -hmm. right. And then... Because um, you don't even know your value at that time, like, at all. But I don't think that's a very good system for figuring out your value. No. At all, yeah. But I wasn't taught any different. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And s if I had that guidance, you know, starting out, it would have been so different, I think. I think mm. I'd be miles ahead. Yeah. But not... I love where I'm at right now, anyways. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's just interesting because now I look at it, and I think it was 2017 was when I first had the courage and I'd say knowing to be like, well, what should I charge? Mm. It took me that long. That's like 10, 10 That's years? That's like 10 years. Wow. And I started researching and I found this gal that put it very simply. It's actually very simple. Mm. Um, and no matter who you are as a photographer, mm. you need to say, okay, this is how much I would want to be paid yearly for what I do. Like, okay. this is how to much I want my take-home to be, yeah. right? Yeah. This is how much I want my take-home to be. Let's just say, like, I want to bring in, like, let's just use, like, even numbers, like $100,000, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, or let's just say, yeah, uh, I want my, my salary to be $100,000. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, like, that's how much it costs me to live, all that stuff, right? Sure. Then you have to break that number into, you know, y you have to add in your expenses mm -hmm. for your business and your personal. And then you basically break it down. It's so simple math. You're like, yeah. this is how many sessions I need to book at this price in order to get that. Sure. And then you're like, wow, like I have to make $5,000 a session? Okay. Um, let's shoot more sessions for less. Okay. And you're like, okay, that's 600 sessions a year totally doable yeah okay <laughs> which for me that's that's not doable it's okay um <laughs> we'll talk about that next <laughs> not doable at all <laughs> but some people it may be sure but you really have to figure out how much you want to be paid mm -hmm. yeah how I much you want to be paid and then and then start from there and start conveying the value you can give people and what I like to say is you know if someone is just starting out st never start out just giving everything away mm. Yeah, you know, because then you're saying you're not worth uh, you're not. Yeah. 
And people don't respect that either. People don't mm-hmm. come on time. They cancel the appointment because yeah. they they have no skin in the game. Yeah. So um, I like to say, so this is a really great way. And I learned, this isn't my methodology. This mm-hmm. is like someone who's been a mentor for me is you start out doing shoots for people mm-hmm. and you say, I will give you one image. You could pick one image from this. If you want to buy more, you can. Oh, okay. And then that gives you the opportunity to sell. And if people want to buy more, then you know that you have something that's of value. Interesting. That makes that makes total sense. Yeah. If they walk away not wanting anything, then you have to really look at it and say, "Ooh, yeah. I need to up my skill." For sure. Um, because, and, and you got to look at other things too. Like, did you do a shitty job or a mm. bad job? Sorry. Yeah. No, or we're just okay. Shitty. <laughs> did you do a <laughs> shitty job? <laughs> or you know, was that the wrong type of client? Like, yeah. is that not your ideal client? Right. Yeah. Too. So there's a lot of things to look at, and that still pertains today, too. You know, you y- you have to align with the people that you want to work with, for sure. Yeah. And so, long story short, that's how you figure out how much y- you can charge and your value, and you really set your own value yeah. by, um, you know, doing the work. Right. Well, and that's and I, asking I for the sale too. That's a really big one for people. They don't want artists just would rather be like, I'm going to ship you a gallery of 500 photos and it's going to be $500. And then we're never going to talk after that. And I'm just (laughs) going to see you post them all on Facebook and social and be so excited about it. And then we as photographers ship off that gallery and then we sit and wait. We're like, did they like them? Did they not? Sure. Do they hate them? Like what? What? Okay. They posted one. They like that. Oh, oh. But then we, then we don't like actually serve the person. Yeah. I feel like. In that way. At least that's not the model I like. Yeah. Because the people I like to book, luxury people want to connect. Yes. They want to know that they're taken care of Mm -hmm. with their photographer. They want a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing brings me more joy than photographing someone and sitting down with them and going through their images together. Because if you're a woman over (laughs) 30 years old, (laughs) most of us have trouble stepping in front of the camera because we have insecurities. Sure. And younger women do too. Yeah. Oh, I think everybody does. Everyone to does. A degree. Sure. Yeah. And am I the type of person who's just going to let my client sit there in her house by herself, look at these images without any support? Yeah. Whether she likes them or not, because one of the one of the interesting things is when I could take the most beautiful photo of someone, mm-hmm. but if they're not in touch with seeing beauty in themselves. It's a very vulnerable place, vulnerable place to be looking at your photos by yourself. I have never thought of that, but I, 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 I relate to that for sure. I, every, every time I've ever gotten pictures back, yeah, you look at them, and depending on where you're at at that time, it, it, yeah, I mean, like, I actually, the first time I got my last photos back, I had aged quite a bit in that time. I just stress, I guess. And it was the first time I could see wrinkles in my photos and I could see these little crow's feet. And I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't see anything else mm-hmm. except for that, the, the new wrinkles that I had never noticed before. And I expect, I guess maybe I expected them to be photoshopped out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I want them to be, but I just, it was a shock. Yeah. And yeah, and it was, I, I put it away and I was like, oh my God, these are garbage. And that's funny because now that I think about it, it's, that's feedback for you. Like I'm insulting your artwork by saying it's garbage, but it's just me. It's me in the photo. And all of that could have been processed through by going through them together. And I think it's also like miscommunication on expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a, I, I'm, I'm going down to Denver to photograph some lovely women. Mm -hmm. And I just got off the phone with one of them today. And she's like, do you retouch your photos? I, 
I love to talk to people on the phone when yeah. they book to answer questions and mm -hmm. stuff. And I said, if you want them to be. I said, yep. I typically retouch my images, but there are people out there who don't want them touched. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I said, personally, <laughs> like, I want I want me to look like myself, but my best self. So I'm going to minimize some yeah. things. <laughs> I want to look like myself, though. Yeah. But my best self. And there's nothing wrong with retouching. Sure. It's an art. It yeah. really is. Well, and I think it probably depends on what you're going to use the photos for as well. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's a family portrait, for me, I want is as natural as ever as possible because I think those are things that are going to get passed down to my kids, kids, kids. And I, wa I want to be seen the way that I genuinely, truly was. But if it's a, you know, like a the branding um, branding photo shoot that I just yeah. did, it has to have a certain look. And, it you know, it's not necessarily how I would look in my normal everyday life. So I would want something different. I'd want them touched up a little bit more, more professional, more polished. Yeah, a little bit more polished. And, and I think... You know, I mean, just you and me having this conversation right now, mm -hmm. it shows me what you value. Right. And I think more people, whether you're a photographer or anything, just having open conversations before you provide your service, mm. you do more service to people because you know what they value and what they want. Right. Just think, if you would have booked online with me a photo shoot, mm -hmm. me not knowing any of this. Yeah. And I would have retouched the heck out of your family photos. Right. Would have you been super happy? And no. You I mean, I, pro I probably would have been... Happy, happy but I wouldn't have been it wouldn't have met my expectations I guess and mm -hmm. I would have been like oh I mean they look nice but I was kind of hoping for and I would never have the nerve to tell you that because yeah you know you don't want to insult doing me your job and I don't want to insult you with your art and it does look great it just wasn't the vibe but or there the was one important thing that I left out mm. was letting my client have a voice mm. if that was to happen right right and yeah. it's so often missed. I mean, I'm not perfect at this, but it's just something that I've come to deep realization is, you know, it's not just photos. Mm. It's giving people a, a exciting, safe, beautiful place to be themselves. Sure. Want things that they want. Don't want other things that they don't want. Right. And be able to experiment and have a good laugh and have a exciting cry. <laughs> yeah. All of it. So is that, when you say that you're a luxury branding, is that what you mean by luxury is it's the experience you provide or is like, what does luxury mean? Give me a breakdown on that. Oh, that's, um, I've been just been a geek about luxury. <laughs> <laughs> My mom said as a kid, she's like, I could always count on Melissa whether we're walking into a restaurant or a store that she'll pick the most expensive thing there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what does that say though? I mean, like why? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of psychology in luxury. And if you break it down, there's there's principles to luxury. Um, some of it is exclusivity. Ex you say that word. Y y exclusivity? Yeah, exclusivity. <laughs> there's exclusivity. Good job. There's um, quality is a big one. Creativity is one. Mm. Um, what are some of the other top ones? Quality, um, exclusivity. Uh, dang it, I have them all written down. I'm drawing a blank. I know, we talked about this too in this because uh, I took a class. Experience. From you. Yes, experience. Experience. Um, uh, service. Service, yeah. Service. Um, all the things, when you, it, you could just Google luxury right now if you're listening, mm -hmm. and all of the things resonated with me. Okay. Because I was like, this is, the, this is my best self. This is serving at my best level. <clears throat> because what, Luxury does is they're saying we're not going to compromise price mm -hmm. and take away some of these great elements. 
Interesting. Okay. And um, there's nothing wrong with being high volume, lower quality, lower price. Sure. It's just not where I like to be. Right. Um, I'm a deep connector. I'll spend, whether I'm talking with you, Mm -hmm. I'll go go see Anthony at CrossFit. I can't go to places because we'll talk for hours about (laughs) deep stuff. Yeah, and that's that's what people love about you, though, and that's beautiful. That's why I hang out in my house in the mountains by myself with my animals. (laughs) It's because I just get so deep. But I think that's also, too, kind of missing in our culture is questioning things a lot and asking ourselves why we're doing certain things. But bringing it back to the original thing of, like, how you got in, how I got into photography and all that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started out as uh, high school senior portraits. I still do those. Um, you know, I did family. I still do some family. Mm-hmm. Um, weddings. Um, I'm not taking any weddings this year. Yeah, um, that's a big deal. We got to talk about that, too. Yeah, it is a big deal. Um, weddings are, I want to spend with my family now. I realized when um, money is competing with my highest values, there's an issue. Yeah. The the fear of lack of money. Yes. Right? Lack of abundance. Lack yep. of abundance. Scarcity mindset. Scarcity mindset. And I was like, okay, this is what you have to do. You got to put your money where your mouth is. That's, I, I relate so deeply to that, as everybody knows that, uh, that I just did the same thing, hung up selling real estate. I mean, making six figures every year. Because when you really sit down and you look at what you value in life, for me, it's my time. Mm-hmm. And for me, time is freedom. Freedom, time. I mean, like, you, you cannot, I would be the worst inmate in the history of ever if my true, like, physical freedom was taken from me and I was in prison. Like, I would be the worst human being. And then this, I'm kind of the same monster when my time is taken from me because I like to spend quality, very quality time with my family, with myself, just zoning out and thinking philosophical deep things with no interruptions, petting my dog. You and I have learned about Huga through the book that you brought me, <laughs> the uh, little book of Huga, and it's it's H-Y-G-G-E. So you were pronouncing it Heige, Heige? Yeah, Heige or something. Yeah, Heige. Heige. <laughs> Huga, but yeah, just the little comforts in life, like the, the very slow-paced, peaceful... <laughs> I'm just thinking, Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. Once and spanky Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. Yeah. Dumb and dumber. I yeah. got you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. We'll do some Wayne's World, too. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> anyway, back to, yes, back to the deep shit. We're supposed to be talking deep shit. <laughs> Wayne's World is very deep. <laughs> so deep. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, you are, you are 100% correct, but I, I really admire that about you because I feel... In my experience, the past six, it's really been a year that I've been diving into the being able to actually honor my true values and be authentic to my true self. But like you said, the fear, lack of, you know, like the scarcity mindset. And then for me, it's the big status, you know, ego. It's really ego. I'm like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. I'm a top producer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't give it up. People would be like, you are so ungrateful. How can you have such an amazing career and then just throw it away? Others would kill to have what you have. You're ungrateful. And then I thought to myself, do I value their opinions? And they're like, whose values are more important? Mine. It's my life to live. It's my values. And I so appreciate finding another professional that's willing to do that for yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, weddings is just the next step in the game. Before that, um, as Tracy said, I have five kids. The oldest is seven. The youngest is three. You do the math. 
Um, there are <laughs> twins in there, yes. <laughs> a two for one. And I like to have sex, apparently. Um, <laughs> no TV. <laughs> yes. That's what they say in Costa More Rica. sex, more books. <laughs> no TV. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. <laughs> now, now I'm resorting to puppies and goats and chickens because yes. my husband's like, no more children. No more children. <laughs> Just bring on the farm animals. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's funny because... Um, I don't think a lot of people, well, maybe some people know this. I think people will remember if they followed me long enough. Um, when I was pregnant with my fourth child, I was it was a really, really dark time. Mm. Um, because I was, because my mind was telling me, how are you going to do this? You cannot do this. Mm. Your business is going to be gone. Like, And this is stepping back from? Stepping back. From weddings uh, or from everything? From um, working like five days a week. Okay. All that, or <laughs> seven days a week. Yeah. All of the <laughs> days, all of the, days, all of the hours. Any spare yeah. moment, thinking mm-hmm. about my business. And um, actually, I had uh, that that summer, um, I had like 15 weddings, and none of my clients knew I was pregnant. Oh my God. And I was due in September. And if you live in Montana, your wedding season is very short. Yeah, I don't even think there's 15 weekends, is Uh -uh. there? (laughs) (laughs) I had some double weekends. And um, I had a couple weddings in October. um, And I hid the pregnancy from, like, anyone who wasn't family. Like, I was excited. Mm. But I didn't want anyone to know I was pregnant because I was scared of what people would think. Because you're working so much? Um, Actually, it was... People would say things like, you know how that happens, right? Like, oh. wow, you have that many kids? Oh. Um, I really, and, and looking back now, it was more of what I thought of myself. It, it was how I was taking what people were saying. And I really, what I really need to do at that time was really question my own thoughts. Mm. Because I was so offended by anything people said about my pregnancy that questioned anything or made fun of it. Yeah. Um, because I always wanted a big family. Right. But. In my life, I guess I always thought I had to choose one or the other. Mm. You have to be full-time mom, all, all or nothing right. mindset. I yeah. still struggle with that. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I was challenged by a mentor to really look at things differently. Mm. And she looked at my pricing. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, girl. <laughs> You're worth more. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, it's been a few times, but, you know, you have to do the math. And when you're really ready, I, I put on my red lipstick. Mm-hmm. I printed off my American Expresses. <laughs> and I got my re- I got ready. Uh-huh. I sat down at my kitchen table, and I looked the best that I ever looked because I was like, I need to look really good and feel good about myself in order to do this hard thing. Interesting. Okay. And um, that was the second time, not the first, that I realized I was making $6 an hour. And you are 10 years in yeah. at yeah. this point. $6 I, I, an hour. <laughs> I am a slow learner. But no, when no. it's l- but when the transition happens, like it's like anything, the teacher appears when the student is ready. Amen. And I've just really started to take that with grace, that it is okay that I am 10 years in because in learning this because I'm going to be the 90-year-old. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's not a race. Yeah. Yeah. And the 90-year-old loving it and being able to pass this wisdom on to people because I've learned it deeply. I've had to learn things over and over and over again. Sure. I'm not that instant success. I've learned that those people who 
a lot of those people who only learned at once and grew really fast, they ended up really burnt out and almost identity crisis. Um, That hasn't happened to me. And I think it's just because uh, I I truly believe God has just watched over me so great, (laughs) so greatly to say she needs, she needs time. Yeah. She needs time. Grow into this. Yeah. And I had five kids in, in, you know, the course of my 15 year career. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a win to go to two days a week and still make just as much as what I did when I was working constantly. Yeah. To sustain that, mm-hmm. like that technically is deepening, and when I'm ready for growth, it'll happen. Right. And I'm growing in so many other ways. Yeah. Well, I know. I saw you were reading the uh, Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, who reads the dictionary? But I'm like, Melissa <laughs> does. <laughs> Melissa does because because I find it important to learn meanings of words and yeah. the English language mm-hmm. and what they originally were. Yeah. Not like. 20 years after it was written, oh, we're going to change this. Like the word priority, for instance. Sure. It was... Oh, my God. I keep doing... I'm sorry. I, I have a new iPhone, and it's not new anymore. I just don't know how to work it. I need to take classes. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. It'll probably happen again. I was I waiting for, like, a at. rainbow to come across the screen. Oh. I'll be like, the more you know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know how to work it. It's fine. It's, it, it's informal. Carry on. Um... It's funny because the word even priority uh-huh. was never intended to be priorities until the 20th century. Someone changed it to be multiple. You know, it was only priority. Okay. And then after the 20th 20th century. Then there's more than one. The industrial. How can you have a priority? If, if it's priority, the priority. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. That was changed like during the Industrial Revolution, I believe. When we were just hopping and happening, hopping and just and happening, yeah. had to multi multitask <laughs> and yeah. drink lots of coffee, lots of it, have all breaks. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. So, I mean, where was I going with that? I guess um, it's yeah. Where were we? Um, Squirrel. You know, squirrels, rabbit holes. We were. I'm still distracted the by the, my phone because I'm like, I don't know how that Do you want me to, is, so you just put it on here. It's on silent, girl. I, I know. It's supposed to this be. This is what we're going to do. Oh, thank you. What's She's going to educate ID? me. Oh, I, it won't recognize okay. my face. I don't wear makeup. You have right? a little no. makeup. <laughs> it won't <laughs> recognize you. <laughs> okay, so you're going to pull down here. She and is educating me on a phone. Um, yeah. Jesus. Yep, that's it, girl. I told you. It's weird. I know. It's crazy. There should be like a little, oh, here. Mindfulness is on. We're going to put do not disturb on. Mindfulness is supposed to have do not disturb. I do. I built that entire profile when I decided that I was going to slow down in life by having a mindfulness profile that nobody can get through. God can't get through. And guess what? Some random number from L.A. just got through. <laughs> Damn you, Apple. <laughs> Son of a beehive. <laughs> Sorry. We're easily distracted, and we're unapologetic about it. It's yes. fine, and this is real life. So um, we were talking about... Before the dictionary. Before the dictionary, and we were on... Yeah. $6 an hour. $6 an hour, yeah. yeah. And we... Growing, you. Th- oh, that's no, what I was going to ask. So this transformation down yeah. to two days a week. Yeah, we. It's. I was going to ask you. So it's. We get into this entrepreneurship, into this business ownership mm-hmm. for ourselves because we want freedom. Generally, right? We're our own people. We've got our own thoughts. We've got our own way. We want to do it. I mean, I've I've been in every job I was in. I was like, why do they do it this way? 
well, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it the way they tell me to because it's not my thing. And then when it's my thing, we're going to do it how I want to do it because this is, you know, how I see it to be. Whatever. How how did freedom play into you becoming your own business and what you're doing now shifting down to two hours or yeah. two days? So um, freedom has always been huge in my family. Mm-hmm. Like my dad is one of the most brilliant men that I know and the best dad that I ever could have had. Mm-hmm. He taught me so many things. Let me fail a lot. Mm, huge, huge. <laughs> and um, I think one of the things that has stuck with me that I've passed along to a lot of people is he's always said, work smart, work smarter, not harder. Mm. And, you know, that challenges you to put boundaries on yourself. And when you have, like, think of it this way. If someone's coming over to your house mm-hmm. and your house is a wreck. Mm-hmm. You have 15 minutes. You get it all cleaned. <laughs> yeah you're under you, the gun on Saturdays you're like oh Saturdays I clean my house and it takes you all day yeah and Sunday yeah it's a it's a huga yeah. experience yeah it, it, it becomes an experience not saying there's anything wrong I have a right. friend who loves to clean her house on Saturdays mm. that's an experience for her sure but things that you know when it comes to my business I work better when I'm under pressure mm. so I have to basically put boundaries on myself and people are just too nice not to put boundary to not put boundaries on me. Sure. So, <laughs> if I don't put boundaries on myself, like I will go all day photographing you. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let's go all day. And then you're like, Melissa, like this is like a marathon. My face hurts. My face hurts. I can't look my eyes. I'm anymore. tired. So I challenged myself even this year, being like, okay, like let's give people a heck of an experience, a ton of variety in less mm-hmm. time. True. Because if I'm saying that I value time, yeah, I don't want to take up people's whole time and a trap that I got into when I was up leveling like my income per shoot Mm -hmm. right I was like oh it has to be more time yeah because that's your time because that's my time but I was thinking I have to charge I have to give more of my time because I'm charging more sure and actually if you listen to Chris Oh, Jesus, I can't remember his name. Swansonite? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has a podcast, but he's a marketing geek. Okay. Marketing geek, a graphic designer. Okay. And he says, when you're pitching jobs, he's like, if I was to tell you, Tracy, like, hey, I'll um, design your website and um, have it to you uh, in two days. Sure. And it's X amount. And you're like, ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. What am I getting for that? Sure. And then you break it down. And you're like, well, you're getting X, Y, Z. And most graphic designers will say like, well, I have to put 10 hours or 30 hours into this. And he's saying, I'm putting 10 hours into this and you're getting it faster. Yeah. Isn't that more valuable? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want it yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so if you can make your experience streamlined to the point where it's a luxury experience, Mm -hmm where people are coming in and they're getting so much value in less time Mm, that they're taking away from their family, their passions, you know, to experience you, it makes you more valuable. Yeah, I never thought of that, but 100% agree with that. Because I was thinking, I need to shoot longer. And I started seeing my clients like a fade, like wilting like flowers. They'd start out with their hair and makeup. (laughs) And then by the end of the shoot, they're like dying so yeah. tired mm-hmm. because it's a lot of it's work a lot of energy it's a lot of emotional energy when you're in front of the camera right mm-hmm. and I want to capture the best sides of people and so it challenges you as a creative to be more focused 
to have things in line before your client comes in the door. And really what I realize is, is when you're super prepared, you can give all of yourself to the client because mm-hmm. you're not focused on what backdrops I'm going to need, like making decisions that you could have made before before I walked in the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what other, I, I guess, walk me through a quick, just a quick luxury photo shoot. Like what, what are you working on now? What is a branding luxury photo shoot? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Thank so you. it's always like evolving, right? Cause you find things that you need to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, what it is, is really finding the people who know who they are and they want it, want it represented in photos that they're going to share for their business. Mm. Speaking for the business, the branding part, right? Uh So when it comes to luxury, like we're vetting out like everything from like the clothes you wear to how your hair is styled to how much makeup you're going to wear to what backgrounds are going to attract, um, you know, your viewers and stuff. Sure. That, you know, there's there's psychology behind things. There's personal stories behind things. Mm-hmm. And how your client wants to be represented is very, very important, especially when it comes to personal branding. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about um, just, like, corporate headshots yeah. for a business, right? We're talking about personal branding for coaches and for, you know, small business owners. Mm-hmm. People who are their business. Yeah. It, it's all about y- getting your personality because people are going to work with you yes. in so many different you know, in depth, that they're going to experience that person. Yeah. And they want to be able to trust that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so getting photos that represent that person well is very important. Mm. So we talk about all of that on the front end and there's a lot of preparing on the front end as far as on my side, like my client is literally like, I kind of like this. I like this. Yeah. Um, this is kind of some outfits I was thinking of. Sure. Um, sending out a questionnaire uh-huh. that makes the the hard part for my client is making you guys think. Yeah. Because then it questions everything, and then they're like, "Ooh, like what do I want?" I don't know. Right. Yeah. But I like to say it as like I love to have my clients journal, and I love to have my clients journal on. Um, anything from depending on where their hangups are, mm. like I'll have people journal on what their perfect day is from start to finish, I'll have people journal on how they want to feel during their photo shoot because I personally like to structure a photo shoot, not on, um, you know, the results of how the photos looks, but, but how the person feels. Sure. Because, you know, what is that classic saying of, um, people won't remember what you do, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And if it's a very different environment for someone who needs to feel valued and loved mm-hmm. versus someone who is ready to bust out and be a powerful business owner. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's a transfer, like a, a transformation for them. If they're going mm-hmm. into business for the first time, they have, at least from my experience, they don't have that confidence, but that confidence mm-hmm. needs to be in the pictures. Yeah, They don't have, if they're switching to a new industry, they may be a little unsure of even what that industry should quote unquote look like or what they look like in that industry because they're still wrapped up in their old identity of what they would look like. So how do you help people walk through that transformation in your photos or preparing for the photos? Yeah, um, it starts with preparing for the photos and being vulnerable enough to ask like what they like about themselves, Mm. what they don't like about themselves, what they envision for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, The interesting part is most people will write down things that are not physical. Mm, give me an example. Like, they'll be like, I just want to feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
You're like, okay. Well, I can but see that though. But when you, when they say that, I see that. What in in like if you told mm-hmm. me that, I could see that on your face, like what you would look like if you were feeling really good. So I guess that makes yeah. sense. But you want to know? This is kind of my secret. Okay, here's <laughs> secrets. Here we go. <laughs> I can tell what people's insecurities are mm. when I say, "What do you, what do you love about yourself?" And mm. then they go, "Well, I really hate." <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> X, Y, Z. And so you're like, okay, so we're going to minimize that, mm. but we're going to focus on what you love. Yeah. And um, it challenges people, and you'll see where people are, like, with seeing themselves, too, mm. because they'll be like, I love my big laugh. Yeah. Or they'll be like, I just, I want to look like myself. Like, when I'm serious, I look mad. Yep. That's a common one. And I like to rebuttal that with, like, well, um, you know, just because you're not like a huge smile doesn't mean that you can have a beautiful, subtle face. Right. Like it's it's in the eyes. It's mm. never in the jawline. It's always in the eyes. So getting people to think why you're taking photos is very important because it's more of a connection. So are you so like what would be OK that it, let, let's go through a scenario. So mm-hmm. I so much everything that you just said, I so related to I hate my serious face because I've got yeah. the worst RBF ever and or the monkey face you know I've got mm-hmm. like the wrinkles in the, uh, in the um what's this thing called uh your what is that the crown know. you know your yeah. eyebrows your eyebrows furrowed, furred eyebrows or yeah. furrowed eyebrows or whatever yeah because it's just I'm thinking right and mm-hmm. I'm really in depth and s- yeah hate that so if you were going to capture me with my eyes so that I had that subtle serious look and it's not in the mouth and what kind of questions or what would you be saying to me to get that to come out yeah, so depending on the person, it's 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 a little different. So mm. usually I'm constantly talking during the photo shoot so that you aren't thinking about yourself. <laughs> so I get out of my own. Yeah, because when w- you could tell when people start thinking about how they look mm-hmm. because their face dramatically changes from the little muscles like around their eye to their jaw. People sure. carry tension in their jaw mostly. Mm. So they'll clench their teeth okay. and not even know it. So it's constantly having my clients do things so that they're only, I'm guiding them. Uh Like it's very important to guide your clients into easy flow posing so that they're guided. Yeah. Um, I would say like me, for instance, like I'm comfortable doing like the shot that I just posted of myself Mm -hmm. on my Facebook. I'm very comfortable because I know my angles and I know like, you know, Uh I, I just, even just doing this, yeah, like, made butterflies in my she stomach. She just looks adorable, yeah. guys, that can't see <laughs> I her. I just shrugged my just, shoulder and turned like, my oh, head and bring my hand up. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel good. You can see people's body language is what makes them feel good uh-huh. and excited. So, um, for instance, like, if you were in front of my camera right now, uh-huh. I'd really look at your body language. And a lot of times just talking to people mm-hmm. about their life gets them to relax. Mm. It gets them to think. And my goal isn't to have the most beautiful photo of you. Right. My goal as branding is uh-huh. to get very interesting photos of you. Oh my God, I love that. So you're like so much more than like a photographer. You're like a just a psychologist over here. <laughs> I mean like, well, like seriously, yeah. that that is an, uh, an, an additional value that you're offering. Me just sitting here listening to you go on about this is the knowledge of branding because I mm-hmm. feel like the majority, like you said, you, when you get into business, you don't know the business end. 
the yeah. majority of people entering into business don't understand the marketing and that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like out, I mean, there's running your business, QuickBooks and all the boring shit that the accountant takes care of for me because I can't. Um, and then there's like the branding, the marketing and, and like yeah. portraying. You are offering that extra value because not only are you taking a picture, but you're educating them and getting that branding out for them and they don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. And, and something that like our, in, not our industry, our world is obsessed with is new, 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 new. What we tend to forget is people, like, if you have some very key photos that are different and edgy and maybe not your personality, that gets people to stop Mm. and think, like, oh, that's Tracy. Holy buckets, like, she looks different. Something's (laughs) off. She's laying on the conference table in a sexy pose. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Lord, love a duck. (laughs) I just saw you be like, (laughs) I just seized out there for a second. (laughs) But getting people uncomfortable gets the most unique photos. And being a safe place for people to do that yeah. is intense because you, y- they're trusting you. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I can't even. Right? 100%. I, I would have, I don't know, I'd have to have a bottle of wine or something, I think, to even get. I oh. think of, because um, have you ever done the, um, I'm going to say it wrong, boud- boudoir. 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 Mm-hmm. Do, do you get those too, I do right? those, yeah. You still do. I, I love oh. when people, so when people come into my studio, it's not like, only branding or only portrait. We can do a mix. Mm -hmm. I find as a business owner, it's very important for me to connect with my femininity as well. So maybe we'll do some headshots. Maybe we'll do a boudoir set as well. Will you tell everybody what a boudoir is? Because I'm blushing. So boudoir technically means in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's what it means in French. So what it means to us is intimate, um, more vulnerable photos of you. Whatever that looks like to you in lingerie is most commonly known, right? For me, um, you know, like I did a totally nude set, Mm. but when I got mine done and I wanted it to look like Greek statues. (laughs) That's awesome. Because I find that more appealing to me and more of my character than uh, a lacy bra. Right. Right. Yeah. Like the lacy bra would be for my husband. Yeah. You know, me, I'm like, put me in the thinker pose. Yes, when I've gotten mine done. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, and that's a part of my luxury story is in order for me to fully understand, I had to experience myself. Sure. So I had to fork out the dough. Yeah. And it also connected me back to realize, like, wow, like, that's, it's a vulnerable thing for people. Mm. It's a vulnerable thing, especially when you're investing in something like that, right? Financially. Um, Because, too, a lot of times in branding, let's just go down the branding route. Um, people think, oh, I need to schedule a photo shoot every month for my business so that I have content for social oh, media, gotcha. right? Uh-huh. And I like to think of it as like, why don't you have like your core branding stuff that you use for all those all those things like your business cards, your yeah. email, newsletter, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So that people are seeing the same images. Yeah, that's it's the so true branding. It's so funny, yeah. yeah. And peop- that creates trust. Mm-hmm. people they see the same photo over and over and over again that yeah. actually creates trust on a subconscious level sure i see that and then you know get you know get some really creative interesting shots to create that tension you mm. know of like oh, like th- th- that makes you stop and say whoa wait that's that's not yeah I'm used to seeing and i love those images for people showcasing like their personal brand of getting out of their own comfort zone of like in their business or whatever story they're going to tell, mm. right? Genius. And I, yeah, and I think like luxury too for me, like 
um, when you start to step up your your game, like you're stepping it up financially, you're stepping it up lighting-wise, background-wise, service-wise, mm. um, uh, just everything. Y- you really are intentional about who's even there on the photo shoot. Sure. Like who's doing the hair, who's doing the makeup. Oh, so you pick your own crew? I have I have a core crew, but sometimes there's certain people where I'm like, oh, this person's going to be better to do the hair. Mm. This person's going to be better to do the makeup based off of what my client needs. Yeah, th- I mean, that's full service. When I had mine done, I was like, I don't know where to go. I've never had my makeup done. Yeah. I've got no hair, so curling it, somebody's got to curl it. Oh, me. yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I, I used to leave it up to people because I was so stuck in the money mindset, the lack sure. of, right? Like, yeah. oh, everyone, they're going to have to pay an extra $200 for hair and makeup. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I was putting that on me, taking control and saying, I don't know if they can afford that. Yeah. So I'm going to let that them choose if they want it or not. Gotcha. What I didn't realize is, is the value piece, hair, professional hair and makeup. Then it doesn't look as good in your product. It, it doesn't look as good. And actually, like, most of my clients have never gotten professional hair and makeup done, so they don't even know who to go to. Yeah. So when I wasn't offering that, people would come in, and their hair and makeup person was just the cheapest person they could find, and they looked like they walked off, you know, a peep show set. <laughs> With like blue eye shadow, yeah, blue eye shadow, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and they felt horrible because the makeup artist used like makeup for a twenty year old when this lady's fifty, and it it just more wrinkles. It doesn't look like them, and um, that's when I realized like I had to work through my own money stuff. Even yeah, well, tell me about that. Like, are do you come from? money do you come from I mean where where does that do I come from money yes I, I'm, I'm the know queen you of Harris in Montana <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Whitehall was that the Cardwell <laughs> okay Cardwell okay we were both lying but okay so so not necessarily I, I okay not, not I don't think anybody I know really came from money but where does the where does that come from for you psychologically yeah you know um well it's actually quite funny Oh, I'm sure it is. Because my dad is an entrepreneur. He's a landscaper. He built a really great business in Denver, Colorado. Mm. Like, I love to say, my dad landscaped John Elway's yard. My dad landscaped Glenn Close's yard. Wow. <laughs> Stuff like that, right? I would, too. Right? Name drop that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved to say that. And then, you know, growing up, though, um, my dad worked really hard for us. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom stayed at home with us kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she budgeted. My mom was is the penny pincher to this day. Gotcha. However, <laughs> it was never conveyed to me <laughs> that my mom was just an excellent budgeter and uh, saver. Uh, to me, it always came off as wasn't enough. there wasn't enough. Uh, so it was really interesting because when we moved to Montana, my parents built their dream house. Mm-hmm. And people would call it the Barbie house. Like, people, it's really interesting because, like, People like people would tease, you know, and my mom got wind of it. Like, oh, there's Christy in her Barbie house. You know what I mean? And it really hurt her feelings. Sure. Um, Because I don't think people realized how hard my parents worked. Like Mm. my dad lived in Denver for two years when we moved up here. Oh, wow. So that he could finish jobs. Sure. For people. Sacrifice. Um, And it was funny because like my mom would be like, no, we don't need that. No, we don't need that. And then, like, my friends who their parents literally were struggling to put food on the table, they would have new phone. They had new phones in junior high. Yeah. Oh, I see. And um, it always kind of came off as, like, you didn't – I never knew that, you know, my parents set themselves up well. 
They yeah. were like a Dave Ramsey like prodigy probably. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, complete and total sense. <laughs> and in yeah. your mom's home, so she is the person you're watching yeah. every day, all day, and being day super day. frugal. And yeah. My mom bought a new kitchen table for the first time two years ago. Oh, wow. I mean, that in that kitchen table they had on their wedding day. My parents just had their 50th. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, that's amazing, though. Yeah. And, and, I, and kudos to you for realizing, like, doing the deep work mm-hmm. in your own head to kind of figure that stuff out and then go against every belief and yeah. instinct that you've known your entire life to create abundance rather than that scarcity mindset. Yeah, and it's all, like, your thoughts around money. Like, mm-hmm. a really great book that I love to recommend to business owners is Profit First. Mm, that's on my list. I haven't read that one. Michalowicz. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell his last name. I will not. But it talks about paying yourself no matter what. And it bases, like, everything off of percentages. So, um... I mean, I don't think, I, w- I remember the first time I wrote myself a check in my business. Mm. It's $200. Two, uh, was that a year's wage or six months? <laughs> <laughs> my husband was like, how much do you think you could pay yourself this month? And I was like, I think I can maybe do 200 Oh my goodness. You know, and, and when your husband, like full disclosure too, when you have someone who, you know, works for someone else, yeah. like it's very comfortable to as an entrepreneur, not to pay yourself. Yeah. Because it's all going back into the business, right? Oh, for sure. But I find my value grew when I treated myself as if I valued myself. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't ever expect anyone else to work for me for free. Right. Isn't that nuts, though, right? But, we, you know, we think we, well, we do. I mean, we do have to sacrifice in the beginning when we're starting our, you know, our businesses because there's so many startup costs and so many things that you have to put in in order to, walk away and, and start creating profit. But I mean, 10 years was probably a little much. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you figured that part yeah. out. I don't think people knew that. And that's the funny thing too, is like, it's kind of vulnerable even saying that because no, people awesome from the outside do, would though. never know. But I don't, you're not, I don't think you're unique. I think that there's mm-hmm. so many business owners that do that. But then again, that ego thing that sometimes yeah. we hide behind is like, oh yeah, no, I, I own my own business. That automatically equates yeah. to that I'm wealthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're paying yourself 200 bucks. Right. Bucks, yeah. And there's something psychological that happens when you pull out that checkbook mm. and you physically write how much you're paying yourself. Like mm-hmm. on the percentages, like profit first, like it says, like put at first, like if you've never done it, put 1% in profit. Mm. And that goes in an account that you don't see, right? Mm-hmm. For the year. And then like pay yourself like, you know, 25% or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and do your allocations. And it's humbling, humbling mm. when you write that check and you're like, okay, like we got $200 this month. I'm paying myself. Because what I think most people do is like, don't even bother. Don't even yeah. bother paying yourself. Just put it back into the business. Right. But something psychological happens when you're like, nope, I'm excited. I'm writing this $200 yeah. to myself and I'm putting it in the bank. And I'm going to double that next month. I, you <laughs> make more money when you do that to yourself. Like, I, I looked back on my things, and it was really interesting, like, just seeing the change in my finances when mm. I started to value myself. I had someone challenge me. When every bill came in, I s- yelled aloud, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for providing me this service yeah. and agreeing to let me pay this off later. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that was the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I. I mean, my dad being an entrepreneur and being good with money, my mom being good with money, mm-hmm. um, 
looking back now, I just see like, you know, you always, your brain kind of twists things. And now I'm able to come to them and ask and be like, okay, what was this like? How did sure. you guys do this? You know, instead of staying in my childhood story of there's right. never enough. That always will be there though. Sure. Like that thought. And um, someone always says it, confidence is a perish- is perishable. So you have to exercise Ooh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, like a shower. Take yeah. Every day or Same something. with like your money and stuff. Like it's not meant to be hoarded. Right. <laughs> like it's meant yeah, to flows. be flowed. Yep. So, um, yeah, but I, I would recommend that anyone who, you know, is an entrepreneur sit down and figure out what you want to be paid for the year and figure out how to make that work. Mm -hmm. How many clients you need at this price point or more value you can add to the ones you have or whatever. Like exactly. And it's funny because I've shared that with other photographers and they're like, how do you know this? (laughs) let me tell you, <laughs> took 10 years, years I've yeah. been in this business. Yeah, and it, it took me 10 years to figure out the basic math. Between college and high school, I'm surprised no one, like, took the time to say, this is how much you figure out how much you're actually getting paid. Yeah, well, you know, and you get you get wrapped up in the exciting part, which mm-hmm. is, like, the creative and the, you know, it, well, in real estate, it's, like, the marketing and the branding yeah. of yourself and making people know that you exist. In your mm-hmm. world, it's, you know, the job that you're actually, same thing, I mean, looking for clients and yeah creating all of the amazing things and so I you, you, like that stuff is the, the spreadsheet percentages like that's the geek yeah. stuff you don't get to until you need it again your brain <laughs> doesn't I know. let you learn that until you need it and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like oh I mean that first time I sat down and put on my lipstick I needed a nap that night like th- not that night like that afternoon mm-hmm. I really really did mm-hmm. so um it was just it's just interesting how you know, doing things emotionally uncomfortable actually physically drains you the first times you do it. So you have to keep doing it to keep that momentum in the confidence that you can do it. Right. Yeah. And then it's, it's not as much of an adrenaline dump every Mm -hmm. time because you're getting more into your comfort zone. It's becoming more of a comfort zone. It's not crazy intense anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd say like, even with the luxury side of things, um, or pre providing something luxury or lux, right? Whatever service everyone provides a luxury of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really capitalizing on that luxury and getting your client to understand not not what you provide, the tangible, but the value, right? Yes. The value of the experience why you provide. Important why it's important. To you. Yes. yes. And how your bit your business is going to benefit or how you're gonna feel. Yeah, yeah not just the product, which is the picture. Yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. if I just was like, okay, you're gonna get a five by seven and um, shoot and a book. You s- I, I, when you say that, I think a piece of paper, some ink, mm-hmm. and it's not. But that's not it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And conveying the value is so different because most people, um, you know, that's what they convey the value to mm-hmm. is the piece of paper. And I'm like, well, what does this piece of paper mean? Yes. Like, what does this photograph mean? What does it mean to you to have? Um, you know, to be able to be representing yourself in a way that, you know, you want, you value. Yeah. Like, I find it really interesting, too, when people say, like, I had someone tell me a really unique story. Mm-hmm. And she said she grew up, like, fairly, you know, I, I poor. Mm-hmm. And she said she finally had the money to buy something. And the person said, oh, let me just discount this for you. And she said, uh, it nope. was... It was degrading to my character. Interesting. (laughs) And, you know, it kind of took someone else saying it to make me realize it again. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, when 
when you stand behind what you provide, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want people to pay full price. You want to, whenever people give me a discount because they know me or something, I'm like, please don't. Yeah. Like, it feels weird. Yeah. It feels really weird. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we are going to, we value time. I think we talked yeah. about that. And <laughs> you asked me to have this wrapped up by, you know, 3.30 or 4. So we're right there. I just wanted to ask one more question and we'll end on that note. What's next? Because I feel like you are really growing right now, really in this personal growth phase. So what's next in all areas of life? What are you most excited about? That's how we'll say it. Um, That's a good question. I think what I'm most excited about right now is stepping into this phase. When we were on our walk earlier Mm -hmm. and you addressed being a leader Mm -hmm. and what that actually meant, um, you really inspired me to step in the leadership leadership position without having the title. Amen, sister. And because I didn't realize until that moment that I have been seeking so much validation from a title. Mm, Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oz, the great and powerful. The great Oz. and powerful. Yep. And it brought me back to service again because this is something that um, I think is important is just serving where you're at to the best of your ability. And as long as you focus on that and giving people real value mm-hmm. and upholding, you know, what you said you're going to do, yep. um, then you'll grow to the next level and it'll just happen, yes. right? Um, valuing the freedom and time thing has been a big one to me mm-hmm. um, this year. And actually, my year, my word of the year is value. Okay. And... Um, and that one has never popped up for me, <laughs> ever. Um, and I think it comes back to a lot of things, but like gratitude, too, because I can get so caught up in what, um, where I think I need to be. Sure. And then when I actually start writing down all the things, I'm like, oh, like, why were you so anxious about money? Right. <laughs> like, oh. It's not like, my value. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and you just start looking around and you're like, oh, I'm exactly where I need to be. Um, I think setting up some more boundaries so I can value more. Okay. <laughs> be good. But where I'm headed is, is, is just, um, working on those systems so I can get the full value. Very good. In yeah. Life. <laughs> so you're going to stay in photography. <clears throat> you're going to work on stepping back a little bit and having more intentional time. Yeah. And I, I know you're learning a lot right now. You, you had mentioned that on our walk. So continuing to just expand and, grow into the leader that I think you already are. I mean, it, like you said, you're, you've been in this business in our area longer than, than anybody, but also you're, you're displaying those leadership qualities at, I think, at a, a very, very admirable and the correct way. Like you're offering free knowledge to others, not even just photographers, but like, you know, I took a class with you on how to, it was ironic how to work an iPhone as my iPhone. I can't get it to work, but it wasn't what we were focusing on. <laughs> it was <laughs> focusing on the camera and how I could create more luxury in my business, etc. So you offering your knowledge because you are, you're paying it forward. You're at that point in your, in your, your journey where you can now take stuff that you know, and, and you're not competing with others. You know that the law of abundance is in place and you can give away knowledge, wisdom, and, and, information to others and let them grow and become something else. And I mean, to me, that's like, that's what leadership is, is creating others that can do the same thing. 
as you walk forward in the path, create, you know, paving that path for others through knowledge, through, and there's so many different ways that you can do it because you're such a strong entrepreneur. You're doing so many different things all of the time and learning and bettering and growing. And that's leading to me. Yeah. And I think like the biggest thing is, is like, you know, just not being afraid to ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if there's anyone out there who, um, you know, I mentor other photographers Mm -hmm. and I think it's so important that if you need something, like just ask for it. Yeah. Like if you need to know how to run your business, ask someone who's been there, done that. Absolutely. Like stop thinking that you're the only one and you have, and you're the only one with these problems. Right. And they won't have time. They won't want to help me. There's nothing that makes me happier than when somebody reaches out and asks if I can teach them how to do something. Because to me, that is the fulfilling aspect of what we do. Like going through the motions and doing the actual work is the work. But when somebody like wants mentorship or wants like that fills my heart and I'm like, oh, I feel good. Yeah, it (laughs) isn't it isn't the work until you ship the work. Does that make Mm. sense? Um, the book that I'm reading right now for the third time is The Practice, yeah, and okay. he talks about um, your, it can't come full circle until you share your work. Yes, exactly, and that's the leadership. That's, you know, that's where you're at in that part, so I think it's, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch you transform into the next thing, which doesn't have to be something completely different because you're just adding so much value and meeting what you're doing today and every day, but just to continue to watch you grow personally and professionally. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they come hand in hand and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, working through that belief of it's one or the other, Mm -mm. they grow together. Yes, they do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. I'm going to honor your time. I'm five minutes over your minimum, but 25 ahead of your maximum. So we're doing all right. You're awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Melissa. (laughs) Thank you.